Christmas week, and we're excited to be able to um, talk about Jesus uh, prior to you celebrating with your family and and um, being able to make a few little reminders about what the real meaning of Christmas is. Last week, you know, I came in here and I was bummed out because I had all my presents are wrapped, my house is cleaner, my dishes are done, my nails are not done. I just took them just off. Took them I off. just took them off because um, I had to had to prioritize what's important. So anyway, um, but I am in better spirits because, you know, when you just talking about Jesus and um, we're going through the, we're going through prophecy in our Sunday school class. And so, um, you know, just filling yourself up with Jesus takes a lot of the um, world out. And so I just needed some world out is what I needed. So, um, but yeah, so tonight we're going to talk about um, Jesus's birth. And uh, I first want to want to say a lot of people come at me a lot of times over this over Christmas because they'll say, uh, well, you know, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th and he wasn't. Right. He wasn't. We know that. And the way we know that's because the shepherds were in the fields and they weren't in the fields during that time. Um, something I learned about the shepherds that I did not know that the shepherds were are, were normally temple shepherds. And so you have to take what's in the Bible and then kind of like look at culture and study culture. And so I was listening to this guy and he was talking about some of the things like it wasn't just a shepherd that was, but they worked for the temple because they had to have sacrifices. Oh, so they had sense. to have, you know, so you just don't think about that. You just think it was just a shepherd who's yeah, like, that's I don't go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they worked for the, they worked for the, the temple. And so uh, everything that God said to them, they understood like, Nobody else would have understood you'll find the babe lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes because the manger was part of what the shepherds knew mm-hmm. and along with the swaddling clothes um, because they would they would swaddle the babies. Although we learned on Sunday that the swaddling clothes were actually death rags, which that was significant. Yeah. That was and we'll get into that in a minute. But the shepherds, they they worked for the temple. And so that just blew my mind because you just there's so much of the story that we don't really know we just think that it's what we see on tv and um and and the little bit that we have and so it's been really good to um to to get different you know history and culture and kind of mix it in Uh, a lot of the nativity has the wise men there on that night and they weren't there on that night they didn't come till jesus was like two so um you know i think that we've just stuck them in there real quick just to make it part of a scene, mm-hmm. but they, um, you know, and, and the Magi were actually, mm, how can I put this? They studied magic. So they weren't like these religious people. They, they, um, I mean, they were Magi or wise men. So that they were wise sense. men. They studied astronomy, mm-hmm. which is an occult. I mean, that's yeah. basically what it is. I took a picture here of it of what the word was, but it's not like your sor it was it's part of sorcery, but um what they did, their their belief, because they were from Orient or you know, they're from the East, and they believed that you battle evil with good, like they could tell they could tell the future. They believed that they could tell the future, which they did. They were able to, you know, s- s- uh, watch the stars and and come and look for this baby and and things like that and so um but i love that part knowing that part that god used everybody yeah you know you know he they he used everybody but they're not like this warlock evil using dark magic they believe in the nature they believe earth wind and fire 
kind of that that type of person, you know, very um, nature. I believe like. more in the creation than the yeah, kind of like that. Yep. And they studied the stars, and they were very smart and very wise. But it just Jesus or God used everyone, and I just love that. I think it's great because Jesus came for everyone, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and it did. And he it doesn't matter what you're in or what you're doing or what you believe. If he pursues you, and those those men probably went back and were different, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so. I don't know. It was just crazy. And, and I don't even think that they really believed in the Messiah. They had just heard that there was a king. And they were just seeing if what was prophesied mm -hmm. about Jesus was really true. Right. So they were just kind of like, eh, well, you know, like, let's go on a road trip and let's just really <laughs> see if this is real. Let's take the camels out yeah. for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> and let, I mean, it's just, it was really neat. So, but Sunday I thought was good. I thought our pastor did a great job. Yeah. Um, so what did you take out of what he said on Well, Sunday? that was one of the first things that I had written down. It was what Lee said. It was just kind of hit me in the face when he said, you know, the swaddling clothes, those cloths were also used when you um, wrap a dead body. That's right. Um, it all so it's meaning. from the birth to death. Right. Yeah, it was just a, it, very significant. And of course, none of the people knew that, just us. We're lucky because we have scripture and we're able to look back on it and be like, wow. And then I looked at, you know, the the gifts that the the wise men brought. And so gold, they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So gold is a symbol of uh, divinity. It was very valuable. Um, frankincense was a symbol of holiness and righteousness. The gift of frankincense to the Christ child was symbolic of his willingness to become a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. um, myrrh was used in embalming. <laughs> Yeah. So it was just like all these things that are used in death were right there at his birth, and he was born to die. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that was another thing that just kind of hit me in the face. And, it's of course, they like, didn't know. They didn't know that this baby laying in a manger was going to die on the cross. They were just, you know what I'm saying? So and then you start thinking about Mary and knowing, like, what she's been, the gift that she's been given with Jesus and mm -hmm. the birth of him and, like, just following him through his whole life and that journey from birth to death on the cross was just you know um we did the play and i was marrying the play and so i really tried to research there's not a whole whole lot on mary i mean you know um she was young that's the thing about it. anywhere from 12 to 16 because they they can betroth in, when they're 12 and then they usually get married in their early teens um a lot of people will say well you know why does people make a big deal out of you know men being with younger girls because what goes on today is men are just wanting to be with younger girls. This was an actual marriage. This yeah. was who you stayed with for the rest of your life. It was, you it know. Still, so, still doesn't seem right. No, it still doesn't <laughs> seem right because I, I have a 14-year-old and I'm thinking, okay, let's say that she was 12 because she was betrothed to Joseph. Okay, he was way, way older. And this little girl had a baby in a cave mm -hmm. without her mama, you know, and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. Did you ever get a chance to watch that nativity series? It it was so good. Um, it's on Prime Video and it is um there's a couple of them, but this is like a young this this is a young guy and a girl, and it's three episodes, and it put a spin on why there wasn't room in the inn. Because you know, they were going back to Joseph's birthplace, and so everybody in his family um, I, I looked up in and it, it it's like a, a family home. So it wasn't necessarily like a hotel, you know, um, 
but it, it's not real clear. But in this in this series, it was because she, because it wasn't Joseph's baby. They wouldn't let her stay because they shunned her. I mean, they were going to stone her. Mm-hmm. And so she carried so much shame and guilt, but yet she knew, you know, I mean, I can't imagine. You got the world and you know really what's yeah, going Yeah, what happened. Yeah. You know that Gabriel, this angel, came to you and was like, you're going to have a baby. And she didn't understand it. I'm, I'm just thinking about my 14-year-old who would be like. You did. You said what? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do what? And, but, and she's like, I haven't been with man. And he's, you know, so it's just. It, it, it just, she, that's why she was favored because she would believe, yeah. you know. Um, and. I, I just, I try to, like, her whole journey, she was a child, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and to be that obedient. And what did she say uh, in Luke? You know, basically, you less, know, less than whatever, I. Yep. You, yep. whatever you tell me, I'm, that's it. Yeah. You know? um, and I think once she saw Elizabeth and saw that she was pregnant as well, like, just like the angel had told her, that strengthened her faith. And she was able to understand um you know, like, this is really going on. This is really going to happen. But I don't believe that Mary knew. Like, you know that song, Mary, did you know? Um, I believe Mary was told who her baby was and what he would become. But I don't think she understood what all it, it would entail. I don't believe that she understood, like, what the part of the play that was so hard for me is that when I, when I picture my baby, if somebody said, well, you're, you know, your child's going to be a great man or whatever, king of the world, or he's the Messiah, God's son, but he's still a baby and he still poops and he still cries and he needs to eat. And, and I think somewhere she could probably forgot that a little bit from age, yeah. you know, cause she was getting on him when he didn't, when he stayed back at the temple and, um, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm about my father's business, you know, and I don't even believe Jesus knew in his human form, I think that when he went to the wilderness for those 40 days, I believe that's when he understood what was about. Because, I mean, he wasn't like changing bees into butterflies. I mean, he was sinless, but he was also this kid who grew up normal. I mean, that's why no one believed that he was even the Messiah was because they were like, isn't that Joseph's son? Mm -hmm. You know, we watched him grow up. You know, he grew up with my kids. So I don't believe that there was this great, halo around him or this glowing thing that we normally see around him and Mary, I think they were just, I mean, he was a carpenter. He wasn't anything, you know, he wasn't attractive. He wasn't, he didn't heal anybody because he didn't I mean, heal he his was, dad. His he dad was died. born into like very unexpected, but humble beginnings. Like yeah. who else was born in a cave? They missed her. Like, yeah. I mean, no one knew. Yeah. Except shepherds and some wise men. Yeah. So, I mean, it just blows my mind that he came like this. But I believe it's because it's like, because they expected him. They wanted somebody to, um, this king, they wanted him to come in king form, not a baby, um, to take care of the Roman Empire because the Roman Empire was just horrible to the Jews. And, um, And it wasn't. And I think that they, in their mind, couldn't understand, like, this a baby. baby. <laughs> a like, baby. what's a baby going to do, yeah. you know? Um, but I just can't imagine. And I was thinking today, we were talking about the lineage of, um, of Mary. Can you imagine? And, and so I don't believe that Satan knows either 
what's going to happen because he doesn't he doesn't know he just kind of watches he has to watch really carefully in order because he doesn't know what's going to happen and i think once he realized that mary that that lineage because he knows what the bible says um can you imagine how how he tried yeah. to mess that up because that's what he does the whole way through the bible is to wreck god's plans so i can't imagine the stuff that went on through outside of what we yes know of, outside of what yeah. we know yeah but another thing i felt I, I thought was really cool was the shepherds when they would you know that they have to have that sacrificial lamb and it has to be perfect without blemished and so they would wrap it in swaddling clothes and place it in a manger so it wouldn't like thrash around and get hurt because if it got damaged then it couldn't be sacrificed so i thought that was pretty cool that the lambs were in a manger it just everything just ties in well and uh, myrrh it symbolizes bitterness suffering and affliction and then i read that this was also put in wine and get, this was also something that they gave um jesus, jesus as he was being uh, yes. sacrificed like yes. this all like from birth to sacrifice like, crucifixion how can you not believe this yeah. book i have people tell me all the time this book is wrong and i'm like there's not one time it contradicts itself. It was wrote in two different languages by however many, many men mm -hmm. um, over a 1500 period time. And not one time does it contradict, not one time does it come. And then, and, and for one, that my biggest thing is like, if man wrote this book, he would never have made him the bad guy, mm -hmm. the sinner who needs saved. Yeah. And he never would have had women find Jesus at the tomb. Because women had no voice, women couldn't testify in court, and so they would have had men. And so that's how you know that God's word is so true. And, and all these little tidbits, when you put it back, I mean, from birth to death, yeah. it was symbolized. Um, I love it. I love the whole story. Um, it's I love to watch the nativity. Um, I, I know when, when Carly, she's now 18 and married, and... Um, when she was, I think kindergarten, I got a phone call one day from her counselor and they were like, Miss Aldridge, I need to talk to you about Carly. And I was like, oh gosh, you know? And they were like, she is sticking up a jacket in her belly and pretending like she's pregnant. And I knew at that moment because Carly was very dramatic and she wanted to be Mary. Mm -hmm. And she would play, she would take a basket and put it in our pool on a, on a little surf thing. And she would, th that was baby Moses. And then she would pretend like she was Mary and she would watch that nativity over and over again. And I'm like, okay, um, well, she's pretending that she's Mary. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a story that most of our children are familiar with, but I think nowadays they're not. Yeah. Because here at the daycare, when you talk about the birth of Jesus, they're like, Christmas is Santa Claus, you know, and presents and and things like that. And those things are good, but this year we're going to try to um, really focus on talk about like what we're doing here about let me tell you about what this was or could mm -hmm. you imagine, you know, getting those imaginations rolling and, and really thinking about it. Um, Christmas is different this year for us because there's a, we're, a lot of us are closer in, in relationship with Jesus than we were last Christmas. Yeah. So uh, I was going to, I'm going to brag on, um, we're in our Sunday school class and, and Lisa has been praying for her daughter 
Um, she's how old? 17? 18. 18. And, um, you know, for almost a year. And so Abby's been coming to our Sunday school class, which is about prophecy with her, with her dad. I mean, they're sitting over there. So cute. So, um, our leader asked, pointed over and was like, okay, can you all read? I think it was like Isaiah, but in his Isaiah something nine through 20. 20. And so I just assumed like Lisa's going to do it. Cause you know, she knew that Abby was young and Tommy, you know, he, men don't really like to read. And all of a sudden I hear this sweet little voice start reading the word of God. And, and it was Abby and she wanted to read it. And so like, it is amazing to watch the Lord transform people's lives. And it she is. wants to do it. She it's does. not like you're making her do it. I mean, she's wanting to read. And well, I was to. ready to do it myself. I had no clue that that was something that she was wanting to do. So she, she took over. I loved it. Was, it. I, I loved, loved it right around the Sunday school class. I was like tearing up the whole time. I was just blessed. Yep. It's good. It's good stuff. So, and you know, it just shows how faithful the Lord is. Like if you continue, it, it was a year, literally a year. I've been praying for her for a lot longer, but like yeah. more intentionally, yeah, for a year. And I mean, it's not something that comes overnight. Um, he has his timing. He has his ways. And we, we just here recently had a, a young boy um, be killed in a tr mm -hmm. just a horrible accident with a tractor and a, a tree. And it has affected a lot of our children. Um, I watched the funeral today online. It was horrible. Um, but... I believe that Jesus is coming back. I'm going to say this every week. And I believe he's pouring out his spirit and he's drawing people close. And, and, you know, sometimes he uses death to bring people, open their eyes. I heard one little boy, I, your phone? Mm -hmm, I heard one little boy say, um, he would never, he'll never be the same. And it made him understand that never take life for granted. He'll never take life for granted anymore. And, you know, our generation is a hard-headed generation right now. And so he's going to have to start using harder things to get, like, we're stubborn. Um, so, you know, this is the best time to start talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because who doesn't like talking about baby Jesus? But Well, one of the things that um, Lee preached on Sunday was why the manger. Yeah. Did you have anything on that? Yeah. Well, why Bethlehem, too? Um, yeah. It was very insignificant. It was a little little place. Um, nobody, I mean, nothing great ever came from Bethlehem other than King David. And then he said, uh, Ruth. Um, the world hardly noticed him, but it changed the destiny of every human. Yeah. And it was the first step in the journey to Calvary and for him to be born to die for our sins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was talking about the song Silent Night. He was like, it was more than, it wasn't a silent night because that town was very busy. And, uh, you know, so it was chaos. You know, here they're, here she's about to have a baby and he's trying to find a place. And, you know, they're put in a, in a cave. And at that time, she's probably like, I don't care where we go. Just get, get me off the street. Um, it smelled like animals. Um, the campfires, they would put campfires inside of that. So there's like soot all over. And I thought was really crazy for all the germ freaks. Like, you know, there's, you can be overboard with that. Yeah. But it was the most unsterile place ever. To have, have a, a baby. baby. Yeah. You know, and now you got to walk in with masks and hazmat suits and, you know, everything for these babies. These were meant for dirty animals, yeah. not new, newborn. That's right. That's right. Um, and that just reminds us that, you know, he meets us in our dirty and our that's right. lonely and our dark 
spaces, you know. And I love how, um, you know, the manger was stone. It wasn't wood like we normally think. It, it, and I saw somebody else say that. But there was no room for him anywhere. There was no room for him in his family either. This is after he, um, you know, grew up because his brothers didn't believe that he was the Messiah. And they did not believe until after he resurrected from the dead. I mean, they weren't there. They thought he was crazy. They thought he had demons. There wasn't room for him in the temple because they tried to kill him when he started, you know, uh, reading scripture and, and saying that he was, um, he was God. Um, there wasn't a place for him to um, be buried because he didn't have a tomb. Um, they, they put him and they crucified him outside the city. Uh, but this was the best part. But he did have a place when he bowed his head mm-hmm. on the cross. And I thought that that was amazing. That was that was the only place where he had a place, and that's the whole reason he came. And um, and if we follow him, we're not going to have a place either in this world. We're going to be rejected, and we're going to be turned away. And and that's something that you have to come to grips with, and you have to understand that you do have a place, but it's just not in this world. Your he- your home is is not of this world. And so Christmas is all about Jesus. And um, I mean, he's the king of kings, and there was no royal nothing. There was no ro- royal cape, right, right. a cradle, or right. anything like that. Nothing. It was just... No. And, you know, um, one thing he did say is, like, you know, when people get really depressed and stuff, you know, Jesus came so he would you could, he would understand what we've been through. Because mm-hmm. many times that I would be alone or rejected or somebody would say something, I would run to God, and I would be like, did you hear what they said? And he'd be like, that happened to me, too. That's what that little voice would say. You know what? My brother didn't believe me either. Or they left me alone or whatever. And so he came so he could understand what you're going through in your life. And so you can never say that um, no one loves you or no one understands because God does understand. That's the whole purpose. Um, because of that baby, we have no marks on our record. We're, we're completely clean. We're able to stand and come boldly before a throne of the throne of God and ask for absolutely anything. And he is faithful to answer those. And the only thing that we have to do, it says believe. And yes, we have to believe, but we also have to be obedient to God's word. And, um, and when that happens, when you get everything right, not, not perfect, but when you, when you strive to be obedient and you strive to do God's will, he will bless you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, another thing he said was, uh, you know, Mary wasn't married and she didn't have any income. She couldn't read. She couldn't write. Um, and in today's time, a young girl who is in that condition, people would push to be have an abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, you have no idea what God has planned for the baby that, you know, that you have. And he also said that Elizabeth, her old age, um, People would have said, oh, well, it would have had birth defects or, or something like that. And they would push them to have an abortion. I mean, so it's just like God's plan doesn't make sense hardly ever. You, you're like, what is going on? But he has a reason. Um, he was God in the flesh. Yeah. That's just hard to believe. It really is. I love Philippians it. 2, 7 says, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. There it is. Yep, that's right. And and uh, I was listening to this sermon by John MacArthur, and he was talking about Hark, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's his very his favorite song. And it says, came to save the sons of earth, 
came to give us second birth. And that's the whole reason for the manger right there. Mm -hmm. Because if there was no manger, we would be doomed to hell. There would be no way. There was no atonement. And our God is perfect. Mm -hmm. And we had to have a perfect sacrifice. That's right. That's right. So I hope that your family um, will find unique ways or or talk more about Jesus this Christmas. Um, I hope we're not here this next Christmas. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. I'm out. I always uh, was, saw this girl and she was like, earth is ghetto. <laughs> so that's what I've been saying here lately. Like, come on, Jesus, earth is ghetto. I do not want to be here anymore. Yeah. So, um, but I, we wish you all a Merry Christmas and we Merry thank Christmas. you all for yeah. um, tuning in and watching us. We love going through all the different holidays with you all and we'll be back. Um, next week, and I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we'll find something to talk about. So y'all have a Merry Christmas.